with fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit. Our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus, so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. The Big Bark Listen Up Dog Owners is for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello and a huge welcome to the Big Bark at Pups in the Park at Malahide in Dublin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Daryl Burke, I'm the host of the show. For those of you who don't know much about the show, let me just give you a quick intro. The Big Bark started off in 2019, in August of 2019 to be more specific. Obviously, under a different name, the show has evolved so much, changed formats a couple of times... And we're now in our third season, and it's grown a heck of a lot since the start of the COVID pandemic in March 2020. And like here we are, two years on, with quite an amazing following online, a huge following over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we consistently rank as the top podcast in the pets and animals category on itunes in ireland uk and a number of other countries as well now initially i was meant to be standing on stage with you all at pops in the park but sadly some other stuff came up but a big thanks to sean and the team for letting us pre-record this amazing episode to be able to share with you all there today now Usually I have my two canine co-hosts here with me. Bruno, who is a, what we call a blood rodor. Bruno is a half bloodhound, half Labrador, as you may have guessed from the original name. And we have Millie, who is our golden Labrador, who is such an absolute rogue and diva. To be honest about her, and for me, they're just like, oh, they my world. So yeah, they're like incredible incredible dogs and I have such amazing time with them and that kind of brings me a bit to the topic that we're going to talk about today. Now before we get to that I hope that everyone is having an amazing day and a great weekend here overall at Pops in the Park. I hope you've all had a chance to see some of the agility, check out the amazing guests or even get over to the fly ball and i'm well jealous of anyone who's getting to see the fly ball today because that is the one thing i was really looking forward to actually going and seeing at pubs in the park more than anything because i watch it every year on crofts and it's just it's an amazing amazing dog spot so hope you all have a great day you're going to check out the arenas, the obedience rings, and do a bit of shopping, or even just take part in the DSPCA walks going on throughout today. Now, this episode today is going to be a little bit different than our usual stuff. Today, we're focusing on that unbreakable bond between dogs and humans. 
will be chatting not just about how dogs affect our mental health and how they affect our well-being, but we'll also be chatting about how we as humans, the humans that dogs look up to love and trust, equally benefit a dog's well-being. Now, we all know dogs share the exact same emotions as we do. Dogs experience love, they experience happiness, they experience sadness, stress, anxiety. There's a very, very interesting uh, research being done over in Emory University in the US where dogs are actually examined within an MRI machine to see if they actually love us for more than just food. So far, it seems the results of that are showing yes, they do. And like I think anyone can tell that by a dog's beautiful waggy tail when you come in the door in the evening. And that's something we'll be touching a bit more on later on. Now, to do this and to chat all about this today, I am thrilled to welcome two very special guests to the show today. Please give a, a big welcome to the show to Dr. Bobby Ortiz, also known as Dr. Dr. Bob, and canine behaviour Susie Walsh of dogbehaviour.ie. Bobby and Susie, an absolute huge welcome to the Big Back. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Delighted to have you on. Thank you. And, okay, so for our listeners who don't actually know you, let's uh, give them a quick moment. And why don't you quickly tell everyone about what you do? Susie, if you'd like to go first. Um, yeah, my name is Susie, and I'm a dog trainer and behaviourist. I have been for about 15 years. Uh, I always have loved dogs. I've worked in pretty much every area, um, apart from the veterinary area, um, with, with dogs for the, for the Prosswell in Ireland. And I love it. I call it my pretend job because um, I can't believe I love going to work so much in the morning. So that's about it. Brilliant. And Bobby, uh, why don't you tell people a small bit about you as well? Absolutely. Thanks. Um, my name is Bobby Ortiz. I am a veterinarian uh, located and living in Dublin, and I work at Rohini Veterinary Hospital. Um, I'm sure you can tell from the accent. I'm originally from the States and uh, came over to Ireland to study at uh, UCD, where I did my veterinary degree. And then during that time, I met my wife now and uh, have stayed a few years afterwards. And uh, we're expecting our first baby soon. And with uh, really uh, bringing it all back to Pups in the Park, um, I uh, really uh, specialize in mainly seeing uh, lots of exotic pets. Uh, but my, my true love really comes back to dogs, as always. Fantastic. That's awesome. So today we're going to chat, as I mentioned, just a bit about how dogs impact our mental well-being and our wellness and how humans actually affect dogs uh, mental health and well-being so bobby i'm going to come to you first we know that dogs help with the release of chemicals like oxytocin and dopamine <clears throat> aka the feel-good hormones along with other chemicals so from <laughs> a health and veterinary standpoint bobby how important are dogs for our mental health uh hundred percent agree with you there i think uh, really, really, really important, um, especially for quite a few people, uh, especially coming out of the pandemic. I think it's it's pretty clear, and I'm sure Susie can talk about this, that um, so many people, you know, reached out and were adopting or trying to find dogs 
to bring into their lives um, because they probably felt a bit isolated or, you know, again, during uh, lockdowns when we couldn't travel five kilometers from our homes. Um, so I think it's really, really important for mental health of bringing a dog in. Uh, I think some of the big things that we're looking at is, you know, everyone talks about uh, mental health is re relates back to exercise. So having a dog obviously is going to incentivize you to get out more and uh, take your dog for walks, even though maybe during the pandemic, it was only five kilometers around, but you're still getting out and getting the dog around. And uh, I think the big one as well is companionship for people that might have been living alone or continue as we come out of the pandemic to, to be alone and find companionship uh, in, uh, in dogs. And then, um, as you said earlier about uh, you know, the oxytocin and even, um, you know, oxytocin works hand in hand with vasopressin, another hormone there. And those are uh, a key uh, hormones that actually help decrease anxiety as well. So uh, even just uh, petting a dog or hugging your dog um, is able to release those hormones that helps with anxiety and improves happiness in our lives. And Bobby, obviously, like, we have that equal effect as well on, on dogs. Um, like, you can see a dog when you come in the door, wagging our tail like obviously there's a huge importance there as well to how we make uh dogs feel 100 percent. you know they, they they obviously look to us and just as much as you know we're looking for them for companionship you know for people that have one dog uh like myself and my wife you know our dog is super excited when we walk in and you know he looks to us for companionship uh for family for guidance um you know and for that for that uh that structure. Um, so, you know, there, there's been loads and loads of studies that have shown the exact same, as he said, that the, you know, the same thing that we get from petting our dog and hugging them of those, you know, amazing hormones, the hug, love, cuddle hormones of oxytocin, the exact same things get released in dogs, you know, when you're petting them, when you're sitting there, giving them massages, when you're relaxing, watching TV, you know, it's the, those exact same feelings are reciprocated. Excellent. And Susie, I'm going to come to you next there. Susie, uh, Bobby just talked a small bit there on exercise. Obviously, exercise is a huge part for wellness for both humans and dogs. Like from a behavioral standpoint, from your point of view, how important is getting about and getting active with your dog for both our mental well-being and theirs? Oh, it's absolutely essential. Um, if you have a dog, and obviously they're they're physically able to do so, getting out of the house, getting exercise for us and for them is you, there's no there's no way you have to do it. Or, you know, there's some breeds of dogs that are living and they need so much physical exercise. Not only just obviously mental stimulation, but they need so much physical exercise, which cannot be managed in a household environment or in your garden environment. It's not even the physical exercise. They just need to see things. They need to see people. They need to see sights and sounds and smells um, based, on, based on if your dog doesn't have a behavior problem. But they need all of that because otherwise they're just looking at four walls. And a lot of us are guilty of doing that, during, especially during the pandemic and anything like that, of staying in one particular room. But it's not really good. It's really, really bad for obviously your mental health. And the same with the dog. There's nothing worse than if I see a dog and I know their only issue and the reason they're having behavior problems is because they're not getting out and they're not getting mental stimulated they're not getting exercised and that's what they need very true and i also find a big thing for me especially since lockdown has lifted and being able to get out and about and just even meet more people dogs are a fantastic way of doing that they're a fantastic way like not just for for them but for us as well of socializing yeah, oh, absolutely. I think for a lot, I've talked to a lot of people who've gotten a dog and for them, 
you know, the dog, if they're not very confident or maybe they're living alone and they're not, you don't know a lot of people in your area. Um, I think having a dog and having a, a companion to go with you, you can meet other dog walkers or dog owners or they, it, it strikes up a conversation. You know, when you have a dog, it's a great way for people to approach you and for people to interact with you. And, uh, you know, I know from my own family and my own relatives, uh, my mom got a dog recently and she lives pretty much by herself and she goes out and about and it's a way for her to be in a part of the community because she meets up with other people and goes for walks with them and their dog or meets up in dog groups and things like that and it's just brilliant outlet for people um and dogs allow that facilitate that um in social interaction so you know it's wonderful what's the room again uh 12 40 down at the end Ooh, what's that sammy don't touch that that's someone's old food here we are do you have the key you have both of ours oh right not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? I'm tired. Give me yours. You have mine. All right. What? Please, if you Dad, could just... Why aren't you opening the door? I need... Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. And Bobby, let's come back to you for a minute because, like, as Susie said, uh, it's great for socialization. It's also... Like, dogs are also very, as you mentioned earlier, great companions. And we're seeing a lot more dogs, actually, nowadays, to be used for the likes of assistance animals and just even for, just in general, for people who have issues like anxiety or, like, any sort of depression. Dogs are fantastic for that nowadays to help people not even come out of anxiety or depression, but to give them some bit of happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually, my uh, sister is autistic and we've actually worked with quite a few uh, uh, animals and specifically dogs um, to help with a lot of those anxieties and things that she feels. So I personally can have seen that and also have uh, in the clinic setting, I've uh, had uh, patients come in, you know, service animals for not just, you know, a lot of times we just think, you know, seeing eye dogs um, and sight dogs there, but exactly as you said, for, you know, for social anxiety or for other different types of things that people experience that need that uh, companionship there with them. Um, but one of the big things uh, that uh, a lot of times we don't realize is that the the, 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 the bond that we have with our animal, you know, comes back to a really important thing called social recognition. And it helps us to not only build a bond with our dog, but it helps us form networks. And for people that might be on their own or, you know, might be a bit more isolated, it, it helps them to, you know, and exactly as Susie said, for her mom to, you know, be able to branch out into different networks that they might not have been a part of before because that dog is in their life. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to completely agree with Bohi there because my own father like is in his seventies and like he takes Bruno and Millie off uh when he can, like when he's able to he takes them off down to uh the university down here in Limerick and he's been doing that uh providing his health is okay and all, uh, for the last about maybe two years or so. And the amount of actual people he's got to meet down there that he wouldn't have got to meet otherwise and it's just great for him to actually get out as well. Like, he's meeting all these new people. So I can completely resonate with what both of you are saying there. Even for me, I think, like, look, I met my girlfriend, Jen, actually, over six years ago now. And I think if it wasn't for Bruno, like, I don't think I ever would have had a chance. Because, like, he's he was the glue at the start that, like, really held us together. And I think she always says, like... She actually agreed to go out with the dog, not with me. So I think there, there is that, like, <laughs> there is, 
I suppose that side of it too, like dogs can help really bring people together. Now, what about, obviously with the health benefits, for example, just wellness is a lot more than just mental health. It's about looking after ourselves as well. What about, uh, Bobby, like the likes of how dogs can help reduce things like heart attacks, heart disease, cholesterol, like just by getting active? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it goes back to the, you know, exactly as Susie was saying as well about getting dogs out to exercise, you know, um, pet, pet care is absolutely linked with self-care. You know, it's, it's near impossible to not take care of your dog and not also kind of think of yourself, you know, when people are going out, they have to get food for their dog. Um, you know, that most likely if they're going to the shops, they're also thinking about maybe eating better for themselves. Um, you know, especially with getting out and exercising right there, you know, people that might not even have gone out for for small walks or even even if you're not walking and be able to throw a ball you're still outside and you know all of those things are able to go back to we were talking about the hormones earlier and vasopressin is one uh that actually is directly linked with uh hypertension and increase in blood pressure uh so all these things really do come back to exactly as you said uh you know lowering chances of heart, uh, heart attack and uh, other kind of uh diseases exactly and susie just to kind of go a bit further on that there's one thing that like i suppose it's been really looked at in recent years and it's not just even mental wellness a mental wellness like among like say our age groups it's among younger people as well so like how good are dogs from just from a standpoint how good are dogs for younger people like for for young adults and children Oh, there's a lot of research into that and you know i I see that firsthand but there's a lot of research and instances of uh, a lower uh, likelihood of suicide in younger people. This is a very a sensitive topic, obviously. Um, if you have a dog, a lot of people will talk and uh, to their dog and be emotionally involved with their dog or their pet um, and could gain comfort in that. Um, so that really, really helps. Like even on a, you know, there's, there's so many ways that dogs benefit us. And even I see it on a day-to-day basis and I'm only working with pet dogs at the moment. But even a client recently, I had their dog and their dog was uh, naturally indicating when their the teenager in the house had low blood sugar levels because she's a diabetic. And the dog was doing that without any formal training whatsoever. Now, the dog wasn't doing it in a particular nice way to start with. We've changed it so the dog would bark at the, at the person. Um, and now we've changed that to something else. But that dog was naturally indicating that that person was, uh, that young person, blood sugar wasn't where it should have been. Um, it was a little bit low. And that was fascinating for me because um, this is a very young dog, a very young dog, uh, an adolescent dog. And then I had another client this year whose dog indicated her that she um, uh, had some skin cancer going on. Um, and that was amazing to me to be involved in that kind of that kind of case where the dog was doing bizarre behavior but we actually found the root of the cause was actually somebody's their 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 human their guardian who they're living with it was their well-being and their health that they were trying to indicate towards which was you know just mind-blowing you know um and it really is mind-blowing like when you hear of dogs uh that are trained to detect seizures and like just detect in like any sort of health issues in general like we've seen so much happen in recent years regarding emotional support dogs and it it really is i suppose a testimony to the fact that dogs are fantastic for our mental health and for um, our emotional well-being as well 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, you just we're learning more and more and more about these amazing creatures every day and how they naturally, you know, seem to be, for want of a better word, concerned about our well-being too, which is a very obviously big leap. <laughs> I'm saying that in the the nicest possible um, non-scientific way, um, but they they do seem to you know have such a strong bond with certain people that they tend to know when something is a little bit different and tend to vocalize that or show some kind of you can see it in their behavior yeah absolutely and guys we're starting to run out of time as well but now so i'm just going to get some final thoughts from bohi uh bobby if you'd like to give us your final thoughts overall and on how dogs are beneficial for our mental health and how important it is that we look after their wellness as well yeah, um, <clears throat> I think just bringing it all together is, is that, you know, when, when you when you choose to make the really, you know, big decision, and it's not a light one to bring a dog into your home, into your life, you know, I, I really strongly believe it's a part of your family, whether it's, you know, uh, an, an entire family that's bringing a dog in or one person. Um, and I think the benefits just continue to, you know, increase as you spend more time and build that bond um, with your dog uh, of everything we've chatted about Um and, and I do think, you know, by building that bond and being close to the dog, I think you're also able to pick up on, you know, different uh, signs that they may show of them not feeling well just as much as, you know, they pick up on us and we learn their behavior and know when it's appropriate time to take them to the vets and to make sure that their health is being watched after. You know, uh, I see so many every day, you know, I see so many, uh, you know, people that might be a bit older that are bringing in these animals that they've had, you know, and it's incredible to see the ages that they're up. 15 I think today I had a 22 year old cat I know dog but you know still you know very very older pets that are just being so well looked after and you can see the bond that's been made there uh between the owner and the pets and uh I think really again bringing it all back it's just so important uh for our health and their mental health that's that does we look after that all together yeah absolutely agree and I think like you're very accurate in saying there like if we look after our dogs and like obviously with them keeping us active as well, it leads to longer, healthier lives all around. Uh, Susie, would you like to give me your final thoughts? Well, I completely, what Bobby said there was uh, was 100%, I completely agree with everything that he said. And one of the things he did touch on, which I'm going to steal now and say, is that uh, I think that one of the most important things that he pointed out is to learn how to speak dog, learn some dog body language or cat body language if you have a, dog, if you have a cat, but learning to speak their language because they communicate with us all the time and that may they they quite accurately as research has recently said know how to read us very well and are very good at communicating with us and we can pick up their you know they can pick up our signs really quickly but we should have the the, the decency to learn how to speak a little bit of dog as well because it's quite easy it's straightforward and they communicate with us all of the time and that will make your bond so much stronger with your dog if you learn how to speak a little bit of their language Absolutely. And Susie, we'll have to have you on again, maybe at some stage, just chat about the different body language that you're speaking of there, that like we can actually learn. It will be something of huge interest to our listeners. And Bobby, we must have you back on in the future again on a future show as well. Listen, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It's sad in a way that we're out of time. There was so much more that we could have actually talked about there. But look, 
your expertise, your knowledge, both of you, has been just so insightful for, not just for me, but for everybody here at Pops in the Park today. So look, I just want to close up the show by saying I hope everybody continues to have a brilliant day at Pops in the Park. And from all of us here at the Big Park, once again, huge thanks to uh, Susie Walsh from dogbehaviour.ie and Dr. Bobby Ortiz for joining me on the show. And we will see you next week back to our usual spot of Spotify and iTunes. And hope everybody has a great week. Thanks, guys. Take care. The Big Bark Listen Up Dog Owners is for you. your favorite podcast the big bark with your host dara burke and canine co-hosts bruno and millie the big bark